Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. You're a wizard, Harry. Turn to page 394. Of course it's happening inside your head, Harry. Why should that mean that it's not real? Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast featuring Dan and produced by Limitless Broadcasting. (laughs) Or afternoon, depending on when you're listening. I know. Whatever time of day. day Good evening. Good day or evening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Good evening and good night. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Today starts um, the intense episodes. Like before I copy and pasted, so I did all my notes in the By Ashley Danny podcast mm-hmm. folders and copy and pasted over. Mm-hmm. And when I came over to look at yours and I saw how I'm like, oh, we're getting intense. She has tons of stuff for the movies. I have tons of stuff for the books. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it is. And I cut down some of my stuff. I, I literally tried to go through and I'm like, well, that's not that significant. Delete, delete. Ooh. I was going to do other things with the books, but when I saw your movies, I'm like, I'm just going to put what I have and we'll go from there. It's a lot. Yeah. There's just too much stuff to cover at the end of the day. I knew you all were going to have like tons and tons of information. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my best and then just kind of let you handle most of it. Yeah. I figured we'll just chat as we go, you know, exactly. like free form, you know, but it's fun though, because like. I am to Harry Potter what you, Sammy, were to Star Wars. Yes. So mm-hmm. it's fun True. to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of switch roles and kind of see it from the outside. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a late bloomer. So apparently I'm just an overall bored into the nerd dumbs because yes. you really are. You, you are. are. I, I, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Well, folks, we are talking about Harry Potter. And if you're from Britain or Great Britain area, mm-hmm. uh, the Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. If you are from the Americas, the Sorcerer's Stone. Yep. Uh, I did not get like 
when it was published or any of that sort of stuff, I didn't think it was necessary information. We're going to skip it. We're just going to go straight into the content. Okay. So Boom. when I decided to reread this book, I'm like, okay, I, I got sticky notes and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to write little jot notes when I see something that maybe the movies did different and that I liked better from the book mm-hmm. um, or just take notes for myself. I, where's my sticky notes? Front and back. Sticky notes of just the first, and I don't even think this is all of them. This is just some of them. Oh boy. So I took a lot of notes. Like they, and Chamber of Secrets is even worse in my book Mm -hmm. of like how much they changed and where they put stuff. Mm -hmm. So next week I'm going to be complaining a lot Mm -hmm. Um, because I have come to the realization that I love the books more. I think that's standard though. I know. And, but I used to love them equally mm-hmm. because I, I mean, we read them when we were younger and then I watched the movies as they came out. So I got accustomed to the movies and kind of forgot what was in the books compared mm-hmm. to the movies as I got older. Um, I think when the books and the movies were coming out kind of almost simultaneously, mm-hmm. it was easier to remember what was going on. Yeah. But now mm-hmm. I re- I watch them and I'm like, oh yeah, this is cute. Da-da. And then I go and read the book. I'm like, they changed these littlest details. They could have kept the same. Mm-hmm. Like the smallest details that I'm like, she literally put it in the book. Why did you think you needed to change it? Like number one. There we go. Not number one. I'm going to number <laughs> we're three. We're already into the rant. All right. Well, let's start. Okay. We're going to start. I'm ready. Um, I'm going to go to point number three. Mrs. Dursley is supposed to be blonde. I thought she was supposed Dudley to be blonde. Dudley is supposed to be that. blonde. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense with Lily being a redhead. The family was probably blonde. Yeah. Mm, and there was I some gene in there and Lily mm-hmm. came out red. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Fair. So I'm like, it's just little things like that that I'm like, it's written in there for a reason. Like, okay, Hermione. There's a huge debate about Hermione and her ethnicity and da 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 da. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when the Cursed Child came out and they they casted um, a, a a black actress mm-hmm. or an actress who was black um, as, as Hermione. There's a huge debate that came out. They never say, I readings, I actually tried to pay attention in Sorcerer's Stone to see if she put any hint of her ethnicity. No. There is none. Mm-mm. All she mm-hmm. talks about is their frizzy hair. And let's be honest, anybody who really has that tight curly hair, the mm-hmm. only hair type is someone of the black culture. Mm-hmm. Not very many white people not, come not out. Not a lot with of white people have that kind of hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. that like frizzy out here. Like they have tight curls, but not mm-hmm. frizzy mm-hmm. big. Yeah. So that makes sense. You can you can kind of manipulate some of those details, but mm-hmm. when you give a specific detail, gotcha. blonde, mm-hmm. it makes That's me fair. angry. Yeah. Hollywood. Anyway. <clears throat> Sorry, I yeah, I know. I but t- to to be fair, I love Fiona Shaw. She was an amazing Aunt Petunia. She really I think was. it would be really weird to see her blonde. Um, they probably went more off of her acting skills than her blonde skills, which I yeah, most yeah. likely I get. yes. Mm-hmm. I get. But, I mean, they could have dyed her hair blonde, or they given her a, a decent that. wig, because they clearly yep. had lots of wigs for the movie. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. they yep. could have. To be fair, yep. they could have done that. Yep. So yeah, that was the first one. When I read that, I'm like, what? Is it? This makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we're going to back up to the very beginning of the book. So right away, and I, I know why they cut this out, but I, I thought it was so, it, it really helped us develop Dursley's character right away. Mm-hmm. At the very beginning of the book, they're addressing um, Dursley seeing people in cloaks. 
Like the very first thing is Dursley walking around town to go to work and there's random mm. people in cloaks, like really, yeah. really excited. I like, do remember that, yeah. I mm-hmm. read it and as I was reading and I was going through the chapters, I'm like, this was her building up to help us see that something amazing just happened. Mm-hmm. Something fantastic just happened. Mm-hmm. And I think the movies took the liberty that we already know something's fantastic. We yep. already know because of the book we've read mm. the book so they can skip some of that in the movies but i think about it, i'm like that takes away from the integrity of the story it does they could have done something like that there's a whole bit right at the beginning that they could have done a quick little cuts mm-hmm. and show yep. you know but yep i'm didn't. like I, I i just i got madder and madder with the movie makers as i was reading through this yeah. <laughs> um, uh and then also right away we know who voldemort is in the movie, they do not mention Voldemort's name, right? In the first, mm-hmm. like, walk down the street mm-hmm. to take him to Dursley's. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore and McGonagall have a full conversation yep. on page 11 about Voldemort. I, when I reread it, I did the same name. thing. I did the same thing. When I reread the book, I was like, oh, I forgot about this. Same thing. Yes. I was like, this is very early in the story that we talk about him. Yeah, yeah. it is. And I'm like, what the hell? I don't you should have seen me the whole time I was reading this book. I was so furiated. Not that I have to reading. throw it at mm-hmm. the wall because I love the book. I was mm. more furiated at the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's just like, like I said, there's little elements that they took out. Some of it was fine. Like some of it was fine. Like the smelting stick that Big D has. Mm-hmm. That, like, <clears throat> that was whatever. Like taking like out the what he's wearing and different things i understand that part that was just like little details that a book is put into that you really can't put into the movie um when you're trying to accomplish other things but what little detail that it's not even a little detail it's a big detail to me (laughs) where where is it but the one big thing once the letters start coming is they give harry his own bedroom Mm-hmm. They leg- I laughed. I laughed out loud because you're reading this and they get, they got so um, embarrassed mm-hmm. that the wizarding world knew that they had him under a cupboard that they're like, we're going to put you in the bedroom. The movies, they don't, you don't see that. You don't think he gets a bedroom until after year one in yeah. between year yeah. one and year two. They don't explain yeah. it ever actually. They the don't explain it at all. Mm-hmm. I but never even thought in- about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they just wow. don't acknowledge that they moved him. <laughs> yeah. Don't acknowledge. Uh, but he literally gets his his own room in year one. And they think, oh, we tricked him. We got him. And then the envelopes come and it's like the second bedroom or whatever. Yeah, it they says. keep addressing mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was laughing as I was reading it. I'm like, this is hilarious. Why did they not add this to the movie? I, I understand why, but it's annoying. Mm-hmm. And if we don't see some of these little details in the TV show, I'm going to be very annoyed at HBO. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm right hbo yes yeah Mm -hmm. um okay and another thing that annoyed me with the movie as soon as i read it in the book uh when hagrid comes to find him at the shack on the island he doesn't know who he is in the movie he like thinks dudley is harry right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. he doesn't do that in the book he knows exactly who Harry is when he walks in. He's like, he knows. He goes straight to him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that makes more sense. Hagrid knows Lily. He knew James. He knew exactly what James looked like. He looks exactly like James. Mm-hmm. How do you look at Dudley? I mean, okay, in the movie, yes, they have the same hair color, so maybe they can get away with it. But in the book, D- Dudley is bright blonde. So uh, right. mm-hmm. he knows. He knows that's not um, 
Harry. Uh, mm-hmm. And he actually tells Harry about Voldemort in the chat. Hmm. None of this waiting till end of Diagon Alley. Oh, I'm not the person to tell you. Oh, I shouldn't be doing it. He tells him right then and there about Voldemort in the shack and about his death right when he, like, right as Harry finds out that his parents were killed. Mm-hmm. That makes so much more sense in just an 11-year-old brain. Do you really think an 11-year-old boy is going to wait all this time after going through all these things to say, how did my parents die? No, an 11-year-old boy, heck, an 11-year-old girl is going to look at him and be like, what do you mean my parents died this way? How did my parents die? Because mm-hmm. they ask questions. They're curious. They don't keep their mouths shut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, it's a question he's had probably since he was born, and then mm-hmm. nobody talks to him about it. Like, mm-hmm. his, the Dursleys just said, oh, they died in a car crash and just sort of dismissed yep. it. And but, like, mm-hmm. he's way smarter than that. You know, he's going to keep questioning that. He's going to keep pushing him, and the more they push, the more they push back. Mm-hmm. So, finally, he gets somebody who's like, hey, you actually know what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, Dan, you're the only one on this podcast right now who is an 11-year-old boy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So am I wrong to say that 11-year-old boys aren't patient? Think sixth grade. Six, yeah. It's been, it's been some years. A bit. Maybe I would be better at this. I work with sixth grade boys. Right, right. I'm just, I, I don't know. I mean, most, okay. I can't really speak for myself. I remember being fairly patient at that age. Most of the boys that I was mm-hmm. in my age group were not at all. That's okay, why I didn't get go. along with Generalization. Them. So yeah. generalization, you're absolutely right. Very, very, okay. very patient. I feel vindicated. All very, right. Very, no, you're good. You're good. I was the uh, exception to the rule. Yeah. There's always somebody with an exception to some yeah. rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was that guy. Yeah. Um, okay. Before we move on to like when he meets Malfoy and he goes into Diagon Alley, anything you guys want to add that you like, Sammy, you re you re-listen to the books. Anything from mm-hmm. the beginnings that you want to add of your thoughts of it before I go into Diagon Alley? I mean, it's kind of just what you were saying. Like, I wish we had gotten a bit of a different intro that we didn't just start with dropping Harry off as a baby, even though that scene is awesome. But oh, beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish we would have gotten a little bit more set up with the Dursleys to get a little we got their vibe, but it would have set them up a little bit more to show how different the worlds were, you know, mm-hmm. and especially how terrible they were. Cause like there's like a whole bit where um Mr. Dursley's like excited to go and like yell at people at work or something and I'm just like yep <laughs> this is like the vibe you get that very early on a couple pages into the story yep. so I I know it would have just made the movie so long but I mean it just it would have added to it and we probably could have found other things to cut or change. there's definitely other things to cut down or the line mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, I, I can kind of validate this too from the other side because, like I said, not reading the books and seeing the movies first, like it, it honestly was hard to get into having never read the books. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to enjoy it. I wanted to see, okay, why does everybody really enjoy this? And I was like, it's okay, but okay, like who are these people? Why am I supposed to hate them? You know, why? I mean, and then mm-hmm. obviously it showed me pretty early on why they're terrible people. Yeah. But even having not read the books, I got the feeling like, they were showing it to me as if I had read the books. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree you know, with so that. So I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to know these people. I feel like I'm supposed to, you know, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how it was watching all the movies, like having mm-hmm. never, having not read them. So yeah, I think these very heavily assume that you have read the material. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They are love letters to people who have read the books. Yes, yeah, pretty much. They are really for the the hardcore fans. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so I forgot that Harry and Malfoy met at Diagon Alley. I remember they don't this. show much in the movie of Diagon mm-hmm. Alley. They just show um Gringotts, of course, 
mm-hmm. which was pretty much all the same. They did for that pretty much word for word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they show what, it, what they don't even show Flourish and Blots. They go from Gringotts to Ollivander's sort of deal. They just don't really go into any of the shops. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the book, they go into all the different shops. And Harry, the owl is not a birthday present for Harry. Uh, Harry picks the owl out mm-hmm. in the book. Um, and he goes into the dressing shop and he's next to Malfoy. And we don't know he's Malfoy, but we, I mean, we figure out he's Malfoy, but he, he already, we start to see his character. We start to see mm-hmm. he's a, he's a snob. He's um, very much like mm-hmm. nose up in the air, mm-hmm. wizard sort of deal. You get the sense, you start, the nemesis of Harry is literally standing next to him. Yep. Um, And I think that the, I really think, I think the movies downplay the nemeses between nemeses. Is that the right word? The the nemesis rival between Draco and Harry. I feel like it's a lot more prominent in the books. But that just might be me. Mm. I've only read two ish. I it might change as it gets further out, but like book one and book two, they're they're. I mean, they have to cut a lot of it, but I do think they establish pretty early on that they do not like each other and that they are polar opposites. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I like Malfoy. Anyways. Um, That's right. You had a crush on him or something, didn't you? Oh, heck yeah, I did. I yeah, still no, has I a crush on him. Especially right. like now. Tom you always Bell like the bad guys. Literally... No, I don't actually. No, that's true. Um, Mm-mm. Now Tom Felton, like he's the same age. He's like a year older than me. I think he's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he's right around our age. I don't remember. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still, still attractive man. And he has a puppy, and I follow him on 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 social. And oh, his dog is adorable. Uh, anywho, uh, oh, Ollivanders. Okay, so I was kind of sad that this wasn't in the movie, and I'm kind of glad it's in the book. Ollivander actually gives us a description of james's wand and he adds a bit of foreshadowing hold on i put the page number instead of what was going on mm-hmm. um see here oh okay your father on the other hand favored a mahogany wand 11 inches pliable a little more power and excellent for transfiguration little foreshadowing there there is yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that's true so and we we talked about it jk literally planned out all these books so she probably like knew what she was putting in and that's why i feel like as i was going through this i'm looking for plot holes like within the book itself not Mm -hmm. the plot holes to the movie Mm -hmm. i haven't found any yet at Mm -hmm. least in what i've read Mm -hmm. uh let's see here what else did i put here uh oh i'm just gonna read this whatever made sense in the movie is that harry has to go back to the dursleys and they show but they show that he goes back in the book so Mm -hmm. the timeline in the movie just really always jars me like i remember as a kid it jarring me they went from um him talking about uh or him from diagon alley to get your ticket to like on the bus, but made no sense because his birthday is July 31st. And in the movie, they say even something about starting in September 1st. Right. There's a big gap. Mm. There's a huge gap, but it's like, they just, but they make it seem like he went from Diagon Alley because he's still with Haggard, Diagon Alley, 
to to the trade. But mm-hmm. in reality, Hagrid has to take him back to the Dursleys for a whole month. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, he has to like beg him, beg them to take him to the train station, mm-hmm. um, which is they're like, we, we'll drop you off, but we are going to the hospital to get the tail removed. Exactly. From, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. from Dudley. From Dudley, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, also, after they like do the whole um, uh, nine and three quarters, Mrs. Weasley helps them through. Mm-hmm. We. Mm-hmm. In the movie, they make it seem like Ron meets him first, but actually the twins meet Harry first on the platform, which mm-hmm. made my heart very happy because yeah. I love the twins. They're like my mm-hmm. favorite. I love them too. In mm-hmm. all the books. Um, and Malfoy's scene, you know how it, uh, before they go through the doors in the first movie, Malfoy's like, so it's true. Harry Potter has come mm-hmm. to Hogwarts. Yes. Mm-hmm. He actually does that on the train. Yep. Mm-hmm. Again, okay. makes more sense and they could have added it in because literally you have neville coming in and out you have hermione coming in and out malfoy could have showed up at mm-hmm. their, their mm-hmm. they could have had him stop by they mm-hmm. so because it didn't make sense for them to do it in front of the great the great hall door it's like mm-hmm. why is it there that makes no sense mm-hmm. um so it was I, i'm like i don't i don't understand the change i don't yeah. um and then apparently mcgonagall's supposed to have square glasses is she? I feel like in the movies they're round. Are they? They are. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. That was just a tiny little thing, but I'm like, I, that doesn't. I'm like, oh. She's also. Oh. I feel like she's described somewhat younger, like not young, young, but like not. I don't know. Like maybe I'm just thinking in my mind. I saw like an AI version of her where she looked like maybe at least ten years younger than what's her name who played Maggie. In the movie. Maggie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like, think I, I pictured her a little bit younger too, so that's probably true. I I can see that. Yeah. But yeah. all of these. Like, ages are a bit messed up except for the kids <laughs> so. I'm beyond, I'm, yeah I'm, fair enough yeah, yeah. i'll be honest though that i don't think anybody else could have played mcgonagall that's the oh, problem no, i agree they went for I the agree. the actor not yeah. not like, totally in sync with the ages but i think you're I mean, right dan i think she was yeah. technically a little bit younger in the books. younger oh, and that's just perspective too because maggie what's her name has been old in my mind since the 90s Right, so, like yeah, she's I mean, like always been that age. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, like if, in my mind, she's either McGonagall or the Reverend Mother from Sister Act. Like that's who she is in my mind. <laughs> and that's it. There is so, no other. Magic. I can't. I can't picture it's anybody else. It's awesome. uh, that's fair. No, that's fair. Oh, goodness. But yeah, probably she probably is, especially since she like takes over as headmaster afterwards and right, you know, yeah, all yeah. the things. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Oh, they do a whole dream on page 130 with Harry while he's at Hogwarts about him wearing the turban and hearing Mm -hmm. like sinister voices out of the turban. Like she does a lot of foreshadowing in the book that Mm -hmm. we don't see in the movie, Uh Um, which I, I don't know is, is foreshadowing like a, like there's foreshadowing in movies, right? Yeah, there there is. It's just, it's hard to do because of how visual movies are. Yeah, you don't want to like, just give away the whole plot. Exactly. Like, it really has to be, it that has to sense. be acted out and it has to be very, you know, v- like, noticeable, but not so over the top. Like, it has to stick in your mind, but it also has to be quick. So it's really, yeah. it's doable. It's just hard. There's harder. a good one in the yeah. next movie yeah. that they did, I think, a good job on. Okay. Yeah. So we'll talk about <laughs> Yeah. Um, they added the scene, which again, this scene could have been removed, so we could have actually had something from the book. Um, they didn't actually get lost on the first day. They didn't have that whole interaction with McGonagall. 
There was nothing mm -hmm. about them running into Transfiguration saying they got lost. There's mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. It's like they they go through like the different classes. They kind of talk about who they have with what classes and different things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I know that you can't add that into the movie, but you didn't need to add a fake scene when you could have <laughs> used it for, you know, something. I was about to say biblical. <laughs> um, for some people, it may be. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm. What's a like canonical? See, I think biblical because I think like because the Bible is a book and okay, call that biblical in the Christian realm. Like if something yeah. is in the real world and it's done. I biblical. think Dan had it. Though. Um, uh, okay. He knows what yeah. I mean. I don't know if Samantha, you knew what I meant. Um, I think you mean canonical. Is that kind yes. of where you're going for? Yes. Like, yeah, there we canonical. Go. Yes, there we go. that's Thank right. You. Yeah. you have the word. You have the word for me. Um, <laughs> why can they stay canonical in some of these areas? But I have a feeling they did that because they wanted to be a more dramatic introduction into McGonagall is mm -hmm. able, she's such a powerful witch, you know, and she becomes yeah. the cat. I, I think that. that was it. But we already know she's the cat because we saw her be the cat. Yeah. Well, not just that, but like they wanted to show her kind of like how she is in situations where like the biggest thing in movies is that building tension really establishes character. It's yeah. one way to do it, to convey that visually. So true. And to also add like a little bit of humor, a little bit of, you know, tension, but also like a light, like a lighthearted humor, kind mm -hmm. of. That's how I took it anyway. It does set her up to be kind of their school mom or mm -hmm. school yeah. grandma or however you want to look at it. Yeah, like which, very, I mean, very was... strict, but, you know, mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I And I wonder, maybe they did it to contrast like how Snape is with them. Because mm -hmm. literally right after that scene, you go into Snape's potion class. Mm -hmm. And he's totally different with them. I got plenty mm -hmm. of So maybe that's that. why they did it. Yeah. But it's not canonical. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of potions class, potions. the movie robbed us of some awesomeness of Harry Potter's sassiness. I oh, know it's Harry. a stupid scenes. I know they like did it. But why did you cut it out? I don't I know why it was, but it. I remember it being really funny mm -hmm. in the book. Um literally so snape does like a little bit of a longer scene harry's not taking notes harry's staring at him mm -hmm. and hermione's still doing her yeah doesn't she like almost stand no, out of her chair at one like, point she stands yes towards, like, she's just chair. like i have yeah. the answer <laughs> i remember laughing out loud oh my gosh hermione i love her oh my gosh um, and but harry in the book's like why don't you ask hermione she looks like she knows the answer and mm -hmm. just i in as i'm reading the book i can I did feel snape's hatred like magnified to a thousand because oh, yeah. he's like you're just like your father you know that's mm -hmm. instantly yeah. what he's doing because in because in the movie he was like harry really doesn't do stuff that james does in the movies mm -hmm. no james really acts was, like his father yeah. mm-hmm and in the book, I feel like that's the he first does. sign. Mm -hmm. This is James's son. Yeah, right. he has like, that I, snarkiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like they tried to make him more like make Harry more like Lily than James, mm -hmm. and that's not what she was trying to do. Mm -hmm. So I was, if we do not get that in the um in the TV series, mm -hmm. we're starting a petition here on Pixie Dust Twins. Yeah. No, I get you because what you're saying is true. She he was a lot like James until he saw what james was like and he didn't mm -hmm. like it then he started to take on more of the lily qualities i feel like so yep. we got a little bit robbed of the transition transition mm -hmm. and the yeah. character development mm -hmm. yep agreed um i think the movie did a poor job on the broom scene uh neville 
Neville just kind of randomly takes off in the movie and in the book he gets so jittery and scared he like kicks off and takes yeah, he off goes like a whole air. flight like he does a everywhere. whole thing mm-hmm. and in the book it's just like he gets tossed very quick and yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. whereas the scene where harry gets the remember all back from malfoy is mm-hmm. actually a lot quicker in the book than it is in the movie mm-hmm. and in the book he does a diving like, he does what he does to get the snitch in the movie. He does a dive and grabs it and rolls onto the ground. Yeah. He doesn't catch it midair in front of McGonagall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which, in the movie, I always wondered, I'm like, how did McGonagall get from there to there in, like, two seconds flat, and she's not supposed to be able to apparate? So, what the hey? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she, she like... has a secret like, yeah. staircase. <laughs> There she go. got a cat she became a cat and just she did it. and she went boop and she just like jumped <laughs> right i remember in the books too like the build-up for harry being in trouble was a lot bigger when when she catches oh, him and she brings yeah. him into his office and he's like freaking oh, out like I'm yeah dead. we're just I'm like this expelled. is it he shuts the door it. and she gives him this straight look and then it's like do you want to be a quidditch like seeker or whatever and then it's like wait what what just happened and you're just like wait a second wait uh-huh. he's not in trouble wait you're what <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is a little That's bit another, better in the book. Yeah, even, even I remember that in the movie. I was like, they skipped, they had, that was a really missed opportunity there. Yeah, it was so much more dramatic. Uh, yep, yep. Um, and then, by the way, this is a tiny thing, but um, Wood was removed from Flitwick's class, not from Quirrell's class. Mm-hmm. And Harry, not Harry, McGonagall told Harry that his dad played Quidditch, not Hermione. Mm-hmm. Like, McGonagall actually says, your dad did this too. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Which makes more sense uh, McGonagall telling him than Hermione yeah. mentioning it or in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why would um, Hermione know knew... or care? I know, yeah, exactly. I... Hermione is not really big on Quidditch except for watching her friends. So, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could kind of see it as like she being the know-it-all she is. She would be mm-hmm. someone who like looks yeah. at all the different trophies and she would remember, oh, hey, I saw your dad's name here. Like she would make that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I could kind of see it. I need to, re- I mean, I need to keep reading and I need, I need to finish. I need to just finish Chamber of Secrets because I mm-hmm. cannot in good conscience not finish Chamber of Secrets and go into a Prisoner of Azkaban mm-hmm. without finishing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as of this moment... I got to get more into the books. But as of this moment, I feel like they made Hermione more of a know-it-all in the movies than she is in the books. That's odd, because I kind of felt the opposite. Do you? Yeah, I, I kind of feel I, the yeah. same way as Dan does. I feel like it's worse in the books. I, I like. I, I don't know. It was like... Okay, the... at least in the first book. In this mm-hmm. book, I felt like it was portrayed... I, I know she's a know-it-all in this book, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe book Hermione... I like book Hermione a lot. So maybe I'm just giving her leniency because i like her i don't know maybe i mean i like them both but in i remember getting like in the books i was like as much as i liked her there are parts of me where i was like okay hermione you need to pull it back a little bit because you're starting to get on my nerves in the movies i never felt that i know she gets that way in which one was it with spew fourth fourth Mm -hmm. i know i was super annoyed with her in fourth because that's probably the one i'm thinking of yeah i think she is a little bit more of a know-it-all in the books than the movies they calmed it down a little bit but i just don't feel like she's that level yet in book one i guess i don't know well she's not in it as much because you gotta remember like harry and ron are like she's annoying she's not her friend and then eventually True. they're like oh i guess we are friends because troll yeah mm-hmm. right okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see here oh she's uh, mental that one 
That is a great line. <laughs> I do love that. There's so many good lines. This is just so many good lines. She's gonna yeah. sort out her priorities. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bed before either of us, either one of you, get us all killed or worse, expelled. Yeah. <laughs> and that was in the book. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, and there's a whole chapter I forgot about, <laughs> the midnight duel. Mm -hmm. I forgot Malfoy tricked him into like coming out to do a midnight duel, and that's how they actually found Fluffy. Mm -hmm. okay. And not only was it those two, like Ron, Ron, Harry, and Hermione, but Neville was also with them mm -hmm. when they found Fluffy. Mm -hmm. I feel like was a little bit more in the friend group than I think we put him in the movie. At least in this. Yeah, Neville's not included so much, but he's a lot more prominent in the books. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense because we get to a point in the books where they're like, the chosen one could have been you or you. Right. Mm -hmm. It could have been either one of you, which no. would have been an interesting take. I need a fan fiction of Neville being the chosen one. It's probably out there somewhere. I'm yeah. sure it is. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's definitely more dramatic because yeah. like that's it's the chosen one's supposed to be always like the least the last person you would expect, and he's mm -hmm. kind of the last person you'd expect. Most definitely. Yep. So. Yep, Harry's not. Harry's a pretty like, oh yeah, I can see it. His parents mm -hmm. were killed by Voldemort. He's mm -hmm. a cocky little butthead. Mm -hmm. Um, it makes sense. But if they thought it was Neville, then Harry's parents probably wouldn't have died. And then what would Harry be? Isn't that why they tortured Neville's parents though too? Because of that, I thought Bellatrix just did that because she's. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, I, I, mean, I didn't think it was because books. of the. Prophecy. I can't remember the. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the explanation yeah but yeah otherwise harry would have just been oh. just like his father it would have just been that's what i'm thinking itself. yeah mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i don't you know is he and malfoy would have been friends maybe mm. right mm, i don't know I mean, they still friends, had a lot of slytherin hates true from his his father godfather all of that yeah i feel like their rivalry would have been hyper worse hypered, yeah more maybe mm -hmm. um if Might he wasn't the chosen one mm. because james would be around to you know that's true he would have been uh mm -hmm. like this is how you deal it. with this guy yeah, yeah. right for yeah. sure um yeah. like yeah, this rivalry goes back farther generations yeah. i yep. wish mm -hmm. i don't know if we find out later in the books but was lucius the same age as snape and james i don't remember that lucius i mean technically lucius is the same age as lily and james but I thought Lucius was a little older for some reason. I don't reason. remember. For some reason, I, I thought he was a little bit older than them. Okay. Because I thought in school, because I, I don't think Snape is like friends with him. And then I feel like he would have been if they were in school together. Okay. I, I just didn't, I can't remember from the books. I have not I remember these timelines. Yeah. But for some reason in my head, I feel like he's a little bit older than they are. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Moving on. Uh, oh, 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 oh. The whole thing about finding Flamel, the very beginning of the book. Yeah. When he reads the thing, I'm like, and he says Nicholas Flamel's name. I'm like, oh, like I remembered right away. I'm like, they don't find Flamel from some stupid book. Harry actually remembers he read his name on the chocolate frog card. Yep. It was on the card. Yeah. And it was on the card. And that's how they, that's how they brought him in. Mm -hmm. So that's Which who they got in the done. book. It wasn't Dumbledore. Was, he, got no, he got Dumbledore. Oh, he got both. Okay. Yeah. He got There's Dumbledore, both. and in the description of Dumbledore, it said something about working with Flamel. Oh, no, that's sure. right. It was in the Dumbledore mm -hmm. card. That you're right. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. they should have read the stupid card. I know. 
That would help. Um, Norbert. Uh, I, I understand why they changed it because this might have been a little bit more difficult to do. But um, Norbert was actually smuggled out on a roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie came and yeah, grabbed him. him. Um, but it was only Harry and Hermione who were on that roof. Hey, Ron did not go to detention. He was not in the Forbidden Forest. Mm-mm. Mm. Nope. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yep. Uh, I can't remember why. I think, oh, he was in detention. That's why. Or no. Where was he? Why was, was he? Was he in the hospital for he the was slug? In the hospital. Was why? this after the yes. slug thing? No. No, that's, no, that's in the book. next one. That's in the second book. Lord, okay. Why I was he, he, something was wrong with him. I don't remember why. I feel like for some reason he was like sick and I don't remember yeah wrong with him well and i also thought it was funny because they left the cloak up on the tower and then at the end you find out dumbledore gives it back he's like i think this is yours mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. forgot this friend you forgot this <laughs> oh boy mm-hmm. and then in detention because ne- neville gets detention instead of ron because right. i think he tries to get them mm-hmm. um it's actually neville and malfoy at first going mm-hmm. off like the split it's hermione hagrid and Harry, and then Neville and Malfoy, and then Malfoy yeah. is doing mean things to Neville, so they switch, and Harry goes with Malfoy, and mm-hmm. that's when the whole scene happens. Gotcha. Um, that's just a small little thing. Uh, Fluffy, Fluffy actually had to get put to sl- sleep by the flute from Ron and Harry. Mm-hmm. He was not asleep when they got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then okay, their final adventure. Mm-hmm. This is this is the end of the book. Um, they did not sink with the devil's snare. Mm-hmm. Hermione literally had to do the sun spell while they're all like getting sucked into the devil's snare. Mm-hmm. Um, all three of them flew and the keys didn't attack. All three mm-hmm. of them got on a broom to try to get this key and there was yeah. no attacking keys. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a troll. I put on here something about a troll and I don't remember why. I think there was supposed to be. The there was already like- knocked out. Yes, the troll right. had already knocked him out. Yeah. Thank you. Um, there was supposed to be a troll, another troll, but it was already knocked out. And then, oh, the potions. So mm-hmm. Hermione doesn't stay with Ron when he gets knocked out as a knight. Mm-hmm. She moves on with him and there's a whole potion challenge. Yeah, to put it in the notes. The whole potion challenge of where she has to figure out which one would put you to sleep and which one's going to let you go through the, the fire. The, fire and the others mm-hmm. could kill you mm-hmm. it's like oh i'm really glad hermione is a maybe this is why i love her because i'm like you just saved his life again exactly we're gonna count this mm-hmm. hermione has saved his life now <laughs> twice in this book because mm-hmm. he saved her from the troll yeah mm-hmm. he did no save others. her once twice mm-hmm. from the in this book she has mm-hmm. saved him just mm-hmm. we're, we're starting a tally no, her. It really should be Harry Potter and Hermione in all really of these should. titles. That's true. <laughs> really should. Harry Potter, Hermione, that's and no, that's, that's going to go through the roof. Honestly, like <laughs> yeah. the, the, we're, these we're two, two would be nowhere without mm-hmm. Hermione. Yeah, Let's I mean, Ronnie could take her leave, in my opinion, but mm. but Hermione. Two tallies. We're going to okay. keep this up as we go through the books. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and then uh, we learn on page 90 so after all of that happens um oh i i switched this wait not friends quarrel confirms okay so when he's talking to quarrel 
uh, Quirrell actually confirms that Snape actually hates Harry. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, I he that. does hate him. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like in the books, or I feel like in the movies, they're trying to convey that there's not so much hate. It's more of, like, hate towards James because right. yes. James got Lily. James, but James really is taking it out on Harry. He and taking really out on Harry. Harry. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in the books, that's not the case. He actually yeah. hates Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that I do remember. I remember that throughout copy. the book. It was just mm-hmm. blind hatred for him. Yeah. Yes. It's like a little mm-hmm. copy of James. Right. Um, and, and it's confirmed in there. Uh, and then um when Quirrell is burning up in the movie, he like falls apart in front of Harry's eyes before Harry blocks out. Mm-hmm. No, in the book, Harry blacks out as Quirrell is on top of him, and Dumbledore just makes it in time to take Quirrell off of him mm-hmm. so it doesn't kill him. Mm-hmm. Um so wait, three, because Hermione went and got him, didn't he? Didn't Hermione get out and get Dumbledore? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the point was then she would leave and go get help. Three. Tally number three. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. three, three, uh-huh. In the very first book. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then at the very end, when he's in the um when he's in the hospital room, I love this little tidbit. Uh so at the beginning. Molly, at the beginning, Molly says something to Fred and George about, I don't need another note about you guys blowing up a, a toilet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Fred and George sends Harry a toilet in the hospital one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hospital wing. Mm-hmm. Harry. I'm like, oh yeah. My voice. Just forward. I'm gonna ball on on book seven. I it's am. gonna be so bad when we get to the last one. Yeah. The first I mean, half I, and the second half. I yeah. had a I had a huge I mean I had a huge crush on on Tom Felton slash Malfoy in the movies, mm. but books I, I, Fred and George, like mm-hmm. Samantha and I would always joke that Fred and George were going to be our husbands. One mm-hmm. would take one and we'd take, I'd take, yeah. one of us would take totally one. we were all about the Fred until and George. They, totally until Fred died and they were like, dang it. Not anymore. Yeah. They, they really were just uh, irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. I, mean, just I love them as characters. Mm-hmm. I, I, for, was... I forgot how much I love them in the books. I mean, I liked yeah. them in the movies too, but in the books, mm-hmm. they were a lot more prevalent. Yeah, and... exactly. They're more prominent in the books. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. prominent. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind just having books about Fred and George in their, on their side of everything. We'd get mm-hmm. the first two years before Harry mm-hmm. and see all the shenanigans that they do. That's what we need. We need mm-hmm. when they find the Marauder's Map and all the shenanigans they do. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That was a lot. It that was. was my ranting session. And we still have a lot to go. <laughs> we do. I have right. a really bad feeling that both of these episodes are going to be super long. Yeah. Um, well, part of my problem too, like when we get to this, the actors, what I'm going to do is we're going to name all the actors in this one. But when we go forward, I'm not repeating people. So when we go forward, it's only going to be like, this is a new prominent character that mm-hmm. appears in this movie. So I just want to be clear on that because yeah. this is the well, worst. I mean, I think we've already kind of know who the actors are. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you know Harry Potter, you know who these people yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can go through them or not go through them, whatever. But yeah. I don't feel like we need to go through Okay, that's just me. Yeah, it's a lot, and I was just like, "Good lord!" When I was putting the list together, who plays Harry Potter again? Daniel something. I don't know. Daniel, what's his name? Some guy. And that Rupert guy, and then Emma, whoever. Emma, Emma, what's her face? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Phelps twins. You know, I don't know whoever those kids are. I don't know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, I'm gonna shut up so Sammy can. Okie dokes. So, all right. So, movies. All right. Uh, movie is rated PG. It's um, genres, kids, family, fantasy, adventure. Director, Chris Columbus. I think he was a great choice for the first two 
movies because mm-hmm. he works with kids and he has a history of working with kids and he does such a great job. If you watch any behind the scenes stuff, which I've been like digging into the last couple of days, he is so good with them because could you imagine directing a bunch of like 11 year olds? No. It's another mm-hmm. level, man. I, no, I they are the very tricky. It. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. another level. Yeah. I've only had to interview kids and even that's a whole other thing yeah they just can't imagine small attention spans you got to make it a game that's the biggest thing you have to make it a game for him and that's what he seems to do on set it's very fun all of everybody on set was so great with the kids when you watch the behind the scenes stuff not just him but just him in particular the way he talks to them it's so Mm -hmm. good you can just tell that the set was really friendly to the kids you know and i just think that's awesome and you, you feel that in the movies too like you feel this very like mm-hmm. summer camp kind of feel yes mm-hmm. exactly i love my i love my littles i love my six seventh and eighth graders mm-hmm. like 10 and 11 year olds yeah oh. that's a unique age it really is it truly it is. is i'm told them crazy because i love working with them mm-hmm. little just, just a little yeah a little bit <laughs> All right. Anyway, so producer David Heyman, writer Steve Close, and J.K. Rowling. It was released November 16th, 2001, and its box office gross in the U.S. was $317.9 million. Just in the U.S.? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a um, big deal. <laughs> we'll say that <laughs> when the movies came out i think they asked yeah. the felt twins like did you think that this movie is going to take off they're like no we just thought it was some little acting job and it was right <laughs> we just got hired for this thing i don't know yeah no it's a big deal friends it's it's a very big deal yeah uh this movie is two hours and 32 minutes long ratings 81 percent by critics on rotten tomatoes 82 percent audience score and a 7.6 out of 10 on imdb and we'll see yeah i thought it would be higher for the first one so we'll see how it adjusts as the movies go on you know we'll we'll see Mm -hmm. um we won't go through all the actors as we said but one of the big ones i wanted to list there were three owls who play hedwig gizmo ook and sprout (laughs) and i just love their names gizmo was the main owl but there were three that played hedwig and i just love their names so i just wanted to call that great so so cute and if you didn't know, um, Robbie Coltrane is Hagrid, you know, mm-hmm. but he's he's not like particularly overly weirdly tall. No. So they did have a body double for him. Um, he was a former England rugby pl- international player, Martin Bayfield, and he is six foot, 10 inches tall. So, Interesting. Yeah, he is in a lot, a lot of scenes, which I did not realize until I was looking into behind the scenes stuff. So there's a lot, a lot of things that you think is Robbie and it is not, it is mm-hmm. his body double. And yeah, so yeah, so I just thought important to mention him because he helped bring the the whole character to life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whoo, here we go with some fun facts. All right, Robbie Coltrane was the first person to be cast. Thought that was interesting. First one was Hagrid, and not Harry. Interesting. And well, there's a bit with Harry. Oh, um, I know. Yeah, with um, I don't think I have that in here, but we can we can get into Harry real quick. So they inter- you know, obviously had lots and lots and lots of people try Hundreds. out. Yes, lots and lots, but they really wanted Dan. However, Mm -hmm. his dad was like, eh, I don't know. Eh, I don't know. (laughs) He's done some plays and stuff, but this is like a big commitment, all these movies. And then he's worried about how that would affect him growing up because he, I think he kind of knew this was going to be like a big deal. 
and they literally like the producers i think happened to see dan and his parents out at a play and they came up to them again and they were like please let us explain to you what we would like to do Mm-hmm. and why we really want him to be our Harry Potter. And that's how they finally convinced him, you know, to to be part of it. But yeah, they really, really wanted him and his parents were like, eh, no, not interested. Those are good parents not to just jump on it. Like, I know. That's, that's, yeah. that's what parents really nice. should be like. They should be like, eh, what do you, do you really want my child? Like, eh, let's exactly. take a lot to Far too many on. parents here in the States will be like, money, cash cow, take exactly. my child. And they were, I sell my child oh. to Hollywood. And they were not oh, like that. So annoying. Mm-hmm. No, that's, yeah. Those are good parents. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. very concerned for his well-being. So I thought that was great. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Alan Rickman was handpicked to play Snape by J.K. Rowling. Nobody else to play him. I, no. I agree. And here, okay. So herein lies my part of my problem. So book Snape. As we've discussed, he's a lot worse than the movie oh, yeah. portrayal. We'll we'll agree with this. My yes. problem with movie Snape is that Alan Rickman plays him. And so I love him because mm-hmm. it's Alan Rickman, the way he plays him. So I look at it, you have the book and then you have the interpretation, which is the movie. Mm-hmm. And I understand there are two different things and we can complain about the changes, right? 1000%. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those that I'm not totally mad about it because I love the way that Snape is portrayed. And I feel like He's not just this jerk off like he is mm-hmm. in the books. Mm-hmm. Granted, we're looking at him from Harry's eyes in the books, but right. you yeah. know, to be fair, he says a lot of really, truly rude and horrible right. things. It's it's children. really easy to hate him in the books. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you're talking to children, friends. Right. What do you what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I really, really enjoyed this portrayal of Snape. So this is where my Snape love is is really mm-hmm. Alan Rickman. Just yeah. to be clear. I think that's why gotcha. a lot of people like him too. Cause I, I remember reading the oh, books I and like, so. I, I was like, I understand why people hate him. And then watching Alan Rickman, I'm like, I love this guy. He's so much fun. He's so, so charming. Much. Yes. Yeah. And he's got more heart to him than what they really show in the books. Right. Yeah. Which Rickman's have been so good about that. Like oh any evil character he plays, he puts so much heart into him that like, yes. as bad as he is, you really feel for him. And the guy played Rasputin for God's sake. Like, mm-hmm. yep. mm-hmm. you know? yeah. Uh, he's just, he made, a, yeah. was an amazing actor. Absolutely. So amazing. Oh, I miss Rickman. I know. Well, we will get there in our sadness. So anyway, so as playing Snape, um, Rickman receives special instructions from J.K. Rowling about the character. Rowling even provided him with vital details of Snape's backstory not revealed until the final novel. And I do remember hearing this. Yes, he came to her and was like, I'm going to need a little bit more on how I'm playing this character because, mm-hmm. you know, we got the books and whatever, and he's, he sucks. So what's, what's the deal with this guy? And he was the only one besides her to really know what was going on with Snape and to and fully he know where he was. Yes, he knew from the very beginning. Before the books were out, all of it, he was the only person to know besides bull. her. He mm-hmm. is a bull. Yeah, but he didn't share it, and I think that's amazing, you know, but... Yeah, he he knew. So when he played the character the entire series, he knew how he was going to play him. He is the double agent, but he is on the right side. Mm-hmm. This is why he has these feelings towards Harry and he's got the Lily. And so I think it made the character mm-hmm. so much better. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well said. I still don't I'm, like Snape. Yeah. I love Alan Rickman. I still don't That's like fine. Snape. That's yeah. fine. You may have your wrong I opinion. don't. I don't hate <laughs> him. I, You're allowed to be wrong here. <laughs> I don't hate movie Snape. I just don't like him. That's fine. Fair enough. You're not supposed to like him. He's not supposed to be 
you're the character that you want Lily to have ended up with. Like, oh, I don't want Lily, oh, to, I don't want Lily to end up okay, with Okay, no. but that's the whole Harry Potter, like, the whole fandom of Harry Potter thinks that Snape should have actually had, like, I don't think that's Snape was fair. robbed really? and blah, blah, blah. I don't think a whole fandom of people think that. I think there are definitely the people vocal, who think that. The There's vocal no. social media people of the fandom. That is what, like, all of Pinterest, all of Instagram, anything you literally look at, never seen that. That's I have oh my clearly, gosh, I have, all over the place. See, I clearly follow the wrong people because every fandom I that I follow, people? they I say the exact know. opposite. They say Snape was an incel. He was mean. He was he was a a coward. I need to like, get on your stuff. side of like Yikes. social then because yeah. for some reason all the people who love snape and think he should have been with lily and da 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 no is, is what i find is what comes up on my pinterest feed and i'm like i didn't even search for snape what are you giving me i get just like they the know good I, I get the good side of all of this which mm-hmm. is like i get the fun videos of snape and mcgonagall are besties i get to watch mm. those fun videos where it shows them being like pretend like best friends in the back of every scene. Those those are fun. (laughs) Yes, those are like my favorite things. And just Snape being Snape, you know, skulking around. And Mm -hmm. those are the ones I get. So I don't know how I got very lucky. But I would pass. No, if I I saw them saying Lily, no, I would just be like, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I just just, just accept him for what he is. Like Mm -hmm. he's just, Mm -hmm. he is what he is. He's Snape. Yeah. yeah, he is a very flawed character. So yeah. Snape, yeah. Snape, Severus, Snape. Sorry, oh, that's the best thing ever. Robbie's been doing that for weeks. <laughs> Everyone's oh, smiles, right? or this. then he pops up and he goes, "The, the pu- <laughs> wait, you haven't seen? Wait a second, the, the puppet the Potter, Potter puppet house? Oh God, no, pu- I haven't. But I'm not surprised something like this exists. Okay, Potter Potter house? today, after we film, you gotta go and search I'll check it. it out. I'll oh check my it out. God, I'll be singing it in the next episode. Oh my god, I, I can't believe it. That. You never asked him if you saw the Potter Puppets. <gasps> I'm I'm no. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. It's it's fantastic. Okay, anyways, we gotta keep moving. I'm so sorry. Okay, let's go. <laughs> we still do have a time limit today. Goodness. Well, we have two episodes to do. Goodness. Okay, anyway. When okay. we ever adhere to a time limit. Uh, yes, but I actually have parents coming over, so I actually have to just, be done at Just tell them point. we need a little more time. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. Where was I? Okay. So J.K. Rowling also handpicked Robbie Coltrane, Maggie, Dame Maggie Smith, um, and then as I said, Alan Rickman. So she also yeah. picked out the other two actors, which I thought was cool. So Rosie O'Donnell, Robin Williams were celebrities that were considered and actually know who asked to yeah. have a role in the movies. So they were like, hey, can we play some characters? Mm-hmm. Um, so Rosie O'Donnell wanted to be Molly Weasley, um, and then Robin wanted to be Hagrid. That wouldn't have worked. But no. JK was like, no, we need some British people up in here. So no, no. pass. Too many Americans. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was that. Robin think, is mm. a comedian comedian at this time. Like all of his yeah. movies are funny at this time, except for maybe right. like one or two. Mm-hmm. I cannot see him playing Rubius and being serious or like Rubius's personality. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. He would be Robin Williams playing Rubius. Like, it, yeah, he would I don't not think it would work. And that's what Robin does with all of his characters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we just watched Hook the other. We just watched Hook on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was Robin Williams playing Hook or yeah. playing Peter Pan. Peter, Peter Pan. Pan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. It would have been strange. Yeah. yeah. Good call on that, JK. Good call. <sighs> yeah. 
All right. So Richard Harris, he's our Dumbledore in this one. Oh. He only agreed to taking the part of Dumbledore after his 11-year-old granddaughter threatened to never speak to him again. If he I remember this. <laughs> yes. There was another actor, Patrick McGuhan, who was originally offered the role, but he had to turn it down due to health reasons. So he wasn't able to take it. And then we lose Harris because of health reasons. I know. There was a whole bit after that that said that, and I was like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Delete. He will always be my Dumbledore. I the other guy who, who's the job. other one who does it? Um, right. oh my gosh, I'm blanking. I know his name, name and I always forget it. Hold up, I always uh, forget his name. He yes. is the one who took over, who who turned it into his own. Like I understand why he did it the way. I, I he was great, but Richard Harris. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yes. Um. But Richard Harris will always be my Dumbledore. Like how him. he portrayed Dumbledore is how I feel he should have been portrayed through the whole series mm -hmm. like how michael comes about it i'm like i get it you wanted to be different from mm -hmm. richard but, but you are not dumbledore anymore like you took away dumbledore from there, there there was an and edge i know to we'll get to that it that yes. was mm -hmm. not prevalent like and you're, you're right i mean book dumbledore and harris dumbledore there was a gentleness to him mm -hmm. that was just not recreated after that and it was kind of like and i feel like that was kind of essential to him because obviously yes. he's the most powerful guy yes, like he, he could literally do anything i mean she he's basically like a god-like character or whatever like having that yes, sort of grandfatherly that. western mm -hmm. type of archetype so mm -hmm. he could easily just destroy if he wanted to but mm -hmm. he's so kind and gentle that you wouldn't picture him doing that so you feel nope, safe that's with the him. point yeah. and then mm -hmm. you know i mean nothing against michael gambon but that having that sort of like darkness was kind of like just off-putting yeah. It was. Well, because, I mean, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but in book seven, Harry finds out, like, Dumbledore knew from the beginning he was going to have to die. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I feel like gentle Dumbledore made more sense in all mm -hmm. the seven years of trying to be loving and, and give him what he needs, knowing mm -hmm. that this is going to end up having to happen. And it's not Harry's fault. It's not anybody's right. fault, but it just, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It made more sense for Dumbledore to be gentle and loving and, and the, and, and the way he was in the books and what mm -hmm. Harris portrayed. But when Michael, again, no, no offense to Michael, Michael's a great actress, mm -hmm. but actor, mm -hmm. but no, but when Michael took over and, and, eh, Dumbledore got edgy and all these things it's like it actually made me want to hate Dumbledore by the end of mm -hmm. the movie series mm -hmm. because it felt like he had no heart yeah. for what Harry was about to go through mm -hmm. yeah 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 no it's I, very I different mm -hmm. I definitely definitely agree yeah okay so back to number one <laughs> Tom Felton did not read any of the Harry Potter books before he auditioned. And at the audition, Chris Columbus was asking each um, little kid, you know, who was auditioning for the role of Malfoy, what's your favorite part of the book? Oh, no. So when it was his turn, Felton said his favorite part in the book was the part of Gringotts, which is what the previous actor had said. And Columbus figured that out and thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> nice, nice. So I was like, oh, what a Malfoy thing to do. I'll just say what that kid said. It's fine. Whatever. I dig it. Uh, so Chris Columbus's daughter Eleanor plays Susan Bones. In this oh, that was his daughter. Yeah, the Hufflepuff. Yeah, at the beginning. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she got Susan cameo. Bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his kids make little appearances. We'll talk about it in the next one too. Very cool. At his audition, uh, or as his audition, Rupert Grant sent in a video of himself rapping while explaining why he wanted to be Ron. I can see I that. Like, that seems okay. on track for Rupert. I, yep. yep. Mm -hmm. I was like, I could see it. Yep. 11, 11 year old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Warwick Davis, who played Flitwick and the first Gringotts Goblin, also provided the voice for Griphook, who is physically played by Vern Troyer. That was Warwick Davis? Mm-hmm. Yes. It yes. was. Never knew that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's got him multiple parts. Love yes. it. And also keep in mind in the first two, Flitwick looks a bit different than he does going forward. He looks very old in these two movies, and then he goes on. So gotcha. To younger, which was uh, we'll get into that too. Mm-hmm. And Ashley already know the face, and I had to put this in just for you and for Dan, but mostly for you because I knew you'd make that face. So Sir Alec Guinness was considered to play the role of Dumbledore. However, he died on August fifth, two thousand, shortly before filming began in September. That's crazy. That's crazy. I saw that in the notes last night. I was like, no freaking way. Yeah, I would have taken it. I, I love Harris, but dang it. So sorry, <laughs> but he passed. Yeah. Words. So Obi Wan as Dumbledore? Yes. <laughs> Dan is now pro- lost in thought for those of you <laughs> I feel who are like listening to huh? I'm off daydreaming now. Mm-hmm. Just like fixing all, day- all this conversation. Day- Huh? Could you imagine? Good or bad daydreaming? No, no, no. Good. Very good. My brain's trying to make that emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Like, I see it, but I want to, like, I'm, like, envisioning, like, how that would work. I'm physically shaking right now. Like, my yeah. whole insides are shaking because I'm so distraught that we missed this. Right. I know. If only they had filmed these Ugh. way earlier. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. All right. I wanted to give you your moment. So, okay. I'm going to have to tell my brother about this because he's going to freak out just as much as me. Yeah. I didn't. This is the first time I'd seen that too. So I was like, I have to. I'm just, I'm imagining him and I know we're jumping ahead, but I'm imagining Mm -hmm. Allegan is saying, don't pity the dead, pity the living and pity, you know, with the the line. It'd be so well done. live without love. Imagining that in his Mm -hmm. voice. Mm Mm-hmm. There's just so many iconic Dumbledore moments that he would have been so amazing to see. Many. Do you know who Unfortunately. Needs to play, do you know who needs to play Dumbledore in this movie now? Or in this book, in the TV series? Mm. You know oh. who she... Are you tracking with me, Dan? I think I follow where she's headed. Well, if we're going the same track, uh, um, um... McGregor? Yeah, that's that guy. Yeah. yeah that's what I assumed you meant. Yeah. Listen, HBO. This needs to happen. <laughs> we shall see. As we'll much as I would like that, I feel like they're probably going to go for unknowns. But yeah, no, Ugh, I'm yeah, I'm Ugh. wondering if that's what they'll end up doing. But yeah, Ugh. that would be pretty awesome. That would be cool. I mean, they'd have to age him up significantly. To, to, but... Yeah, they got the makeup. Um, to merge like this, just this would have merged my Star Wars and Potter world so much, right? Because it's like okay, Disney Star Wars. Potter. That's mm-hmm. literally my life. They're like, mm-hmm. like yes. right on top of each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways. Let's, okay. So, <laughs> all right. We're going to talk about Peeves. Ugh. So, as you know, Peeves is not in the movie. He's Dumb. very much in the books, but he is He's not, not in the, the series. At so, all. they did have a Peeves. He was played by Rick Myall, and he does not appear in the movie or the deleted scenes or any home editions, nothing. And he didn't even know as the actor that he was cut from the movie until he saw it. And he's like, oh, I guess I'm not in it. So what they ended up doing and the reason the reason why he doesn't appear in anything is because ultimately the cost was going to be just too much to make an extra ghost and do all those scenes is what I remember hearing or reading someplace. He's a poltergeist. 
so he got cut because they they ultimately the cost and then they probably decided he wasn't vital to the movies he so is the story those kind of aren't already he, he is a I, lot of fun but i don't think he's vital to the storyline unfortunately vital, he's he's the only ghost that's the vital school. to the storyline is my girl moaning myrtle so well and headless hey now then the gray lady headless. come on where's and my raven claw left yeah She's very gray la- the last the gray one. lady is very, very important i forget I, oh okay Ugh, yeah. everyone always forgets about the raven claws I mean, I, and the hufflepuffs yeah. y'all suck all you slytherins and gryffindors over there gray lady i do apologize for being so wonderful <laughs> i know they're all important some more important than others Headless, uh, Nicholas, Nick, if we go by the books, uh-huh. Nick, Nick the Headless Horseman is very important. Head, no, nearly headless important. Nick. He's not nearly headless, headless Nick. Why am I saying it wrong? <laughs> nearly headless Nick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Grey Lady. Uh-huh. The Baron is important in the books because he keeps peeves under control. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the friar really, I don't remember the friar having anything significant in any He's of the just books, like half I mentioned. Think. He's floating around. I feel like he doesn't really the do anything. The poor Hufflepuffs don't really have a very significant ghost. Sorry, mm-hmm. Hufflepuffs. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ew. Okay. Now that we're done arguing Bonnie. about that. <laughs> Anyways, so this was Bonnie Wright's debut. And to go along with that, she was actually not meant to say anything to Harry at King's Cross. But she um, threw in the good luck and they kept the lines in anyway. So it made the movie. So, That's cool. Yeah, she wasn't supposed to talk. And she was only in for two seconds, but you know. Okay, so we've got some trivia about specifically Hogwarts, King's Cross, and then when they're creating the magic. So we'll start with Hogwarts. So Hogwarts, they filmed at a bunch of different places for this, like all over the place. Yeah, when they were doing it. So they originally, I thought this was funny. They originally wanted to use Canterbury Cathedral as a filming location for some of the scenes, but the Dean of Canterbury was like, no, 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 no. This is a Christian church. This is pagan imagery. We're not going to do this. We don't want any part of it. So the Glau, I don't even know, Gloucester, Gloucester. Um, I don't know. These English words sometimes. Now that you said it, I should know this. It's a Shakespeare. Dang it. Keep going. I'll, I'll think of it. Anyway, this other cathedral said, sure, you can come. That's fine. No worries. And the um, very reverend Nicholas Burry admitted to being a fan of the books, but there was still a big outcry in the city or whatever. And they were like, this is still terrible. Protesters wrote letters by like the bag full to local newspapers saying it was blasphemy. They said they were gonna block the access for the crew, all of that. And then only one protester actually came. Ah. And that yeah, because it's all just, it's so people stupid. like to write things. They don't actually like it just made me action. laugh. They made such a big production out of it and literally one guy showed up. <laughs> and it's like, what was the point? <laughs> If I rolled my it's, eyes further back any further, I could see my own childhood. That's yeah, <laughs> so true, right? Well, oh, can I gosh. just say, I feel like Harry Potter kind of, like, Harry Potter took a lot of flack from the religious realms. Mm-hmm. But what's funny to me now is the groundwork that Potter did to open up those realms. Mm-hmm. Like, we have all these other places now where you don't get the protest that you got with Potter. Like, the mm-hmm. witcher and um mm-hmm. some of these other like game of thrones and all these other fantastical mm-hmm. places mm-hmm. it's like 
and even some of these like some of the new shows on there that are actually more um supposed to be accurate in the wicca world because it's not mm-hmm. witch it's not witchcraft it's they consider themselves wiccas mm-hmm. um you don't see the protesting that you mm-hmm. saw when potter came out and potter yeah. isn't even really like based in real witchcraft it no it's not no it's yeah, just anyone, anyone who's afraid I, I was ranting about this a while back to myself because you know i ran to myself mm-hmm. if anyone's worried about harry potter so you know getting people into, interested in the witchcraft rest easy it's not gonna do that you know what'll no. get people into actual witchcraft actual witchcraft harry potter's not actual witchcraft. there was a lot of uh. inspiration taken from actual witchcraft but everything is taken from something else so i that's a mm-hmm. we'll get off topic but yeah like well for, yeah. Pl- the other thing too is that you gotta remember this is like the early late 90s to mid 2000s where yeah. i feel like the christian right culturally had a lot more power back then so yeah. that could have mm-hmm. been like another reason why it was like more Hoorah. but it was also that was also during the purity culture that was also during right. that was a mm-hmm. very toxic True. time during mm-hmm. the church right, mm-hmm. right. like just that was our church childhood mm-hmm. for us who grew up in the church and it was very <laughs> toxic and i look back on it i'm like thankfully my parents didn't buy into a lot of that toxicity like we got to watch harry potter we got to watch what we wanted Mm -hmm. um but i had to deal with it at my church in my homeschooled friends youth group and i was the i was kind of the outcast of my youth group which was just so weird to me because i was like a little not angel but i was not that big of a deal no mm -mm. um it was just horrible and even in college like i wrote a whole paper about how um, there's actually, you can find Christian themes in any sort of writing, including Harry Potter. Like I wrote mm-hmm. that in, um, oh, who did I have as a professor? DeBoard. Yes, thank you. Oh my gosh, she's like my favorite professor and I forgot her I was name. Like, how could you forget her? That was like your book. <laughs> I, 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 forgot, I mean, I babysat her children forever. Um, mm-hmm. Professor DeBoard's class, she loved it because she loved Harry Potter. But like, mm-hmm. it was like, a, I had people in my classroom mad at me for saying that Harry Potter is... Like you can find Christian themes in Harry Potter, like you can find Christian themes in Star Wars and all these other things. Like it's let them it's see. Just, let them all you can see. see what you want to see and what you want to see it. Yeah. That's valid. I could probably watch a horror movie and find Christian themes in it because every single religion has their own themes that they can pull out of whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if it comes out of the West. I mean, the fact is whether you one one way or another, I mean, the West is, you know, Catholicism, Protestantism, mm-hmm. all or you know, mm-hmm. all of that influenced very much of western culture so in the collective psyche like you know even if you weren't raised religious you see a guy with long hair that looks like me going like this that's what you're going to think of you're going to think of like christ you know because it's in the collect you know white jesus or whatever it's in the collective unconscious Mm -hmm. so anyway i I don't know how that ties in i just thought that i had just now and no it yeah no it's Mm. it's um yeah i I agree relevant yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah, but like even shows that I'm thinking of like Supernatural is mm-hmm. worse. And even though Supernatural is a great show, but mm-hmm. yeah. it just charmed and and all the especially yeah, the they're like charm. they actually do with like a cult like themes and stuff. Like Harry Potter yeah. didn't even it's touch just, on that. No. Yeah. It, it they they made a big deal out of nothing. I agree. That's yes. what they do. That's what <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. I don't want to offend any of our Christian listeners. So sorry. Yes, we do. They need to be offended sometimes. They need to think. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, look, look, look if I if I open my mouth on this topic, it would just blow a whole door into something else, and then it would just be a different podcast altogether. So. Okay, well, we we don't have time for that. No, oh, we okay. don't. We have a lot of stuff <laughs> going on today. So, okay, uh, all right. So the Hogwarts motto, Draco Dormian's Nuquam Tilandus, means never tickle a sleeping dragon. That's a fun fact for you to remember. Okay. 
I'll remember that before. next time I come across one. I got like three in my backyard, so, you know. Yeah, just in case. I, I want to know which founder came up with that. That sounds like a Hufflepuff thing. I My first thought was Hufflepuff, too. I'm it just like, like I feel like it's a Hufflepuff thing. Or it could have been, well, it could have been a Hufflepuff came up with it because a Gryffindor was dumb enough to go tickle a sleeping dragon. Probably. Mm, could also be true. Yeah. I could definitely see a Gryffindor doing that. A combination. That. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ravenclaw and Slytherin are just back here like, really? Yeah, exactly. Really? And you call us the idiots. You call mm-hmm. us the dumb ones. Seriously, you guys. And Hufflepuff's like, Godric, I told you, never tickle a sleeping dragon. And now it is our motto. And now it is our motto. Yes. Yes. Salazar is just over here brooding the whole time. Oh, he definitely, that's all he did. I'm convinced. You don't have to worry about a dragon. I have something else. No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. So in order to give Hogwarts Castle an authentic look and feel, much of the filming was done at locations around England, including Christchurch, Oxford, Durham Castle, uh, the Glot, whatever, the one I already butchered. Durham Cathedral? Oh, it definitely says Cathedral. I'm sorry. That is not Castle. I'm so sorry. It definitely does. I had Hogwarts Castle in my brain. Building ancient stones, cool artwork, whatever. It's cool, whatever. I think it's Gloucester. Gloucester. I said that one time. Yeah, yeah, they have an accent to it that we can't. Right. That's why I was like, oh, he's freaking English. Okay. So Gloucester (laughs) Cathedral and Alnwick Castle. There you go. There's a castle. In fact, the only sets that were built for Hogwarts were the Great Hall, the Grand Staircase, and the Gryffindor common room and later movies additional sets were built for the classrooms and other locations though makes sense yeah and they the um uh the great hall that they built was the same one they used all the way until the end there's like a whole debate about how much money they put into it but the set director eventually got like kudos because he thought ahead and made sure it'd be durable because you Mm -hmm. know hello lots of movies coming 10 years yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) Professor Quirrell's classroom was filmed on location at Lacock Abbey in Wiltshire in a room known as the warming room. The cauldron that's in the room is not a prop. It came with the location. It's believed that the cauldron is 500 years old and was used by cooks who worked for Queen Elizabeth I. I just thought that was interesting. I'm like, oh, they didn't put the cauldron there. It just came with the room. It's just part of it. Yeah. Yeah, because that defense against the dark arts room with Quirrell is not the room we see for the rest of the like. No, they didn't go back there. It doesn't seem. No, (laughs) I think they probably built a set after that. Probably. Yeah. So King's Cross, there is in fact a platform nine and three quarters at King's Cross. It's located in the walkway between the real platforms nine and ten, and it specifically was put there for Harry Potter fans. I thought that was nice nice that they did that. And the platform attendant at King's Cross who asked Harry. You think you're funny. Do you actually works at the the train station? He's an oh, actual okay. worker there. But he's What's going on about? Because I know that I saw they brought him in for the second one, too. I was like, yep, oh, and he does actor. make another appearance. Yep, he's Man. a train manager, though. He's not a platform attendant, so. Gotcha. Makes sense. But I was like, that's cool. He's a real guy. You know, yeah. that works there. Okay, As so these are. a fake guy. A real fake guy. <laughs> All right, so we got some, like, behind the scenes, how did they do it things. So they did try and go the extra mile to make sure that the kids' appearances matched how the novel describes them. They did give Daniel Radcliffe green-colored contact lenses and gave Emma Watson fake buck teeth. However, Daniel's eyes reacted to the contacts and he couldn't wear them, and then Watson actually couldn't talk very clearly with the fake teeth, so they had to drop the two ideas. 
And I'm assuming at that time, the CGI would have looked too weird to actually fix it is my best yeah. guess. Mm -hmm. So they yeah, opted just to not do it at all. Yeah. But um, I kind of knew, I knew about the contact thing, but I didn't know that they had made actual fake teeth for Emma Watson. And right. I didn't either. I found on YouTube a video where she's trying them on and Chris Columbus is filming her with the <laughs> different sets and, and mm -hmm. telling, she's like, this is set one and this is set two. And she's adorable, by the way. Of course. Every time she's like, I'm Emma Watson and I'm playing Hermione Granger. <laughs> you it's are so Hermione cute. Granger. Yeah, she is. Literally is. She literally yes. is Hermione mm -hmm. Granger. Really and truly. I'm Emma Watson. I like just that whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She okay. truly is. They even had like behind the scenes where like they're actually writing when they're in those scenes with the mm -hmm. quills and all the boys just have stupid drawings and stupid crap all over their papers. But she literally wrote out, my name is Emma Watson and I'm playing Hermione Granger. We are in transfiguration class. I love this quilt. And it's so like neatly done all the way down. Mm -hmm. It's adorable. Well, there's there's also a behind the scenes after the first movie was done where they're interviewing the three mm -hmm. and they ask the question what are you going to do with your first paycheck mm -hmm. and all their answers kind of match their 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 characters like she's going to put it in a bank and save it mm -hmm. um, harry was going to i don't remember what he was or dan was going to do something that matched harry but i can't remember what some first family maybe or something, something. and then <laughs> rupert's like i'm gonna buy all these amazing crazy things or see it. It was mm -hmm. like a, i'm gonna buy a ice cream truck or something random like that i'm like you guys really are yeah. the characters, yeah. really and truly. Yes, it is yeah. going to be hard to find replacements mm -hmm, for them. It, it is really going to be hard, and our generation mm -hmm. is probably going to deny whoever comes in. But yeah. I, I really hope they do a good job for the younger generations who are going to get this show. I like, agree. This is really so for the next generation, not really it for is. us. Absolutely, no, I'm, I'm sure it'll do fine. They'll do yeah. fine. HBO is good about that. They got their issues. <laughs> they but... are actually, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So the floating candles in the Great Hall, they were created using candle shaped holders containing oil and burning wicks and they're suspended from wires that moved up and down on a special effects rig to make sure they looked like they're floating. Uh, but one of the wires snapped due to the heat of the flame and the candle fell to the floor. So thankfully it didn't hit anybody, but they were like, mm, we'll just use CGI from now on because this seems like a safety hazard. So. Nice. A little bit. They originally were real candles, but not so long. Mm-hmm. During the Harry Potter oh, movies, Daniel Radcliffe went through 160 pairs of glasses. I was just like, holy crap. That's insane. Uh, this one, I do not understand, Chris Columbus. So all of the food that you see in the Great Hall Feast is real. Chris Columbus went in a very elaborate welcome feast to match the description in the book with roast beef, ham, turkey, all the trimmings. Mm -hmm. But they were filming on a hot stage under hot lighting. Hello. And that made the food develop an unpleasant odor, despite the meat being changed every two days and the vegetables twice a day. So then for the following film, samples of real food were frozen so molds could be made and copies produced in resin. Like, oh, my God. I can't imagine oh, the smell. Chris. Gross. Chris, good try, but bro, no. Do not use real food. No. No. Not if you're going to be filming for days on end. No. And under those lights, that's disgusting. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. So at J, um, in this movie, the scar on Harry's forehead is slightly off center, if you notice. And this mm. was done at J.K. Rowling's request. The artwork of her books, you know, it's like in this, um, in the center. Mm -hmm. You have that right there. Yeah. Yep. So that's why people are like, oh, that's where it should be. But the books never actually say that's where it is if you read them. And J.K. specifically said, no, put it off to the side. So nice. there you go. I, I thought it was weird in the center, so I'm glad they put it to the side. I think it's weird in the center, too, personally. So I like mm -hmm. this choice much better. 
And in the trophy cupboard to the right of the Quidditch trophy, you can see the service to the school trophy with the part with it's labeled Tom M. Riddle engraved on it. And then Ron talks about it in the Chamber of Secrets, but it's in a deleted scene, so you don't actually see it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a reference to Tom Riddle. All right. So just some quick box office facts. By February 2002, this was the second highest grossing movie worldwide after Titanic, which... I don't know who's going to be Titanic at that time because that was insane. Yeah, I know. You know, that was just mm-hmm. oof, crazy movie. Uh, this movie has the highest number of Academy Award nominations for a Harry Potter movie, totaling three. And then the final movie actually had the same. So that's mm. part two of Deathly Hollows. Um, and this is the only one to be nominated, Oscar nominated for best costume. I thought that was interesting too. Hmm. This is the highest grossing movie of 2001, and it was included in the American Film Institute's 2005 list of 250 movies nominated for the 100 Years of Film Scores, which goes back to our favorite guy, Dan's especially favorite guy, Mr. Williams. Ah, oh. uh, yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, since he did the score for this. Um, and the movies, Hagrid is eight feet, six inches tall, but in the books, they imply he's about 12 feet tall, so it was a little bit of a change that's hard to do i know i can't imagine trying to make him 12 feet tall in the movies he would be out of every scene it would just be nothing it would just be hagrid's body and then the kids Mm -hmm. because yeah no yeah um at one point harry ron and hermione are approaching hagrid and he can be seen playing a wind instrument and he's playing hedwig's theme and i thought that was a fun little fact Hmm. yeah exactly jk rowling made up the four hogwarts houses names while on a plane she wrote them down on an empty barf bag so she would remember them. Yeah. As all great writers do. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't know that. And I was like, oh, that I'm going to throw that in there because I thought that was fun. Yeah. Uh, so apparently Bruce Springsteen recorded an original song for the movie called I'll Stand By You Always. But producers were like, um, yeah, this doesn't really match the story or the mood. So we're just going to cut it. But they did release it to the public in February 2017. I've never That's- heard this song. I am going to go neither, find And it. I forgot to look it up. So I want to hear it too, but that it like that's too American. I know. I was like, why would you do that? I just want to hear it. I'm not going to put it with Harry Potter. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm is. sure it's a great song, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're but right. Yeah, it just, wouldn't fit at all. Not for Harry Potter. And then um, for most of the movie, the body double for Hagrid would wear an animatronic head that resembled Robbie Coltrane. So hey. there you go. And if you want to see it, it's at the Harry Potter Studios in London. So fun okay. fact. And finally, in the script, the flashbacks to Voldemort killing Harry's parents were written by J.K. Rowling because the producers knew she was the only one who really knew what happened. So they're like, you write the scene. Thank you. Because we need you to do it. So this is a fun little thing I'm going to do in every single one of these because of Ashley. I'm calling it Snape's Redemption. So we're going to talk about the great things that Snape did for Harry Potter in all of the movies and books. Just ignore me while I tear my skin off my face. Until she decides Mm. to like Snape. So, if you'll remember, during the Quidditch match, during the Quidditch, shut up, during the Quidditch match, Snape is seen muttering an incantation, which is actually to counteract the one that Quirrell is stating. So, Mm. there you go. Yes, we know. Yes, uh uh-huh. And the only reason that Hermione thinks she foiled him is because she actually, like, knocks over Quirrell when she's going Mm -hmm. to light the fire, which is actually pretty funny to me. And then at the beginning of the movie, when Harry's scar hurts and he's staring at Snape, Snape looks at Quirrell all, like, you know, like, quizzically, like he suspects him of, you know, having something bad going on. Mm. So, there you go. He's very suspicious of him at the beginning. 
And we were going to do this every single one. So you realize, okay, here we go. Snape, why, why are you trying to make me like a character that, um, betrayed Lily, um, Mm -hmm. went to Voldemort's side and was, I mean, he felt bad. I know. I know he He did some bad things, but he felt very, very bad about it. He was very mournful of what he did. He only turned away from Voldemort because Voldemort killed Lily. Okay, wait, wait. Wait, I have a counteract for this. Okay, so what is Dumbledore's biggest thing that protects Harry Potter? What is he always saying? Oh my God. So Snape went to Dumbledore because he had love for Lily. And there's a certain person he loves is Lily. He doesn't have to like any of the others. That's fine. But I'm just saying, but that's my point. The only reason he turned away from Voldemort is because he loved Lily. Yeah. I don't. We have a word for that in the internet sphere. Starts with an S and rhymes with imp. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. No. Mm -mm. But that is not the reason. In my mind, that is not the only reason why you should turn away from evil. Why'd you go there in the first place? If you loved Lily, why did you go there in the first place? Because. Why did you become evil in the first place? Because he was beaten by his dad. His dad hated the wizarding community and that was instilled in him. Nobody wanted to be nice to him at Hogwarts. He was constantly teased and made fun of for being a weirdo and a loner. Mm -hmm. And they pushed him in that direction. Yeah, it, yeah. In, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, you understand why he did you, what he did. Okay, yes, you can understand what he did, but you can also, you also have a choice. He didn't, he's, even though he was treated the way he was treated, he still did not have to turn the way that he turned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they were the only ones there who were nice to him. There is a choice. But only like, the Death Eaters were nice to him. Oh, please. Right. They probably weren't nice to him. They were just all evil together. Well, he doesn't know. I mean, when you're like a kid, you don't always realize like they just are trying to manipulate you. Mm-hmm. He's like 18 or 19 years old. And he's never known real love. He's never known any kind of he friendship or camaraderie. Has. He didn't know. He never I had honestly has. think him and Lily would have been a thing if he wasn't a butthead during his school years. Because they allude to it that he do. was yeah. doing things that he shouldn't have been doing. And that's what made Lily turn away from him. Yeah. No, he did kind of stalk her a little bit in the beginning. Didn't yeah, he? he was a bit of a weirdo with that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I do. I do. I didn't, mm-hmm. I no, mean, I'm trying to like... see me understand. I'm not going to change my opinion of this. Oh, thing. I know. This, this is just more. It's actually really just more fun for me because I think it's oh funny. Oh, gosh. Okay, let's go into Conflict final thoughts. It's content. already almost Conflict been two hours. For content. <laughs> Conflict for content. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Can I take a short bathroom break before we get into shots? Yes. Into yes. yes. Let me pause this. Does... Okay. Where are we at? All right, we so, are on uh, final, final thoughts. thoughts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like I forgot what we were doing. All right, Dan, who are your final, or who are your favorite characters? Favorite characters. My favorite characters are McGonagall, McGonagall of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Hermione, she was my character. She was one of my favorite characters, both book and movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair. Uh, I say Dumbledore, and then I will save Ashley's favorite for last. Uh, Mr. Severus Snape is my also, also I like one of my the favorite. choices. I like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, book wise, I went book wise. So book wise, my two favorites are McGonagall and Hermione. Mm-hmm. If I went off the movies, I would add Dumbledore in there because I love Richard Harris. Oh, wow. So good. Yeah, so good. Mm-hmm. And Hagrid because I love culture. Oh yeah, yeah, Hagrid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's just too many good but ones. I was honestly. surprised nobody mentioned Hagrid. I was like, oh okay. I, mean, I, I thought Ashley would, honestly. Well, yeah. I. 
I like him in the books, but he's still like I'm more attached to him in the movies. I'm more attached. Yeah, he, he's to not. He doesn't later. really come to life as much until the later books. I think. Yeah, like in this, I was going off yeah. of just this like book. That's yeah. what I was trying to do. So yeah, yeah. yeah so, they'll change as we go on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They'll they'll change as we go on. But yeah, if if I go off of the movie, it's still McGonagall and Hermione, and then add Hagrid and, and Dumbledore. But if we're just mm-hmm. going off the book, it's just mm-hmm. McGonagall and Hermione. Yeah, that works. That's fair. Um, I'm like you, Dan. I like Hermione book Hermione, mm-hmm. and I like movie Hermione for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like seeing that smart girl who who got to be such a prominent part of it and then continue on through the series. I just love that because a lot of the smart girls, let's be honest, around this time, what were they? The nerds. nerds. They didn't get the boys. They were right. outcasts, loners. Yeah, exactly. And that's not Four Hermione eyes. at all. Mm-hmm. And she kind of started out that way, but they flipped it. Like, it yeah. started out as, yeah, yeah, she was kind of isolated. She was the loner, mm-hmm. but she was also. They did make fun you know, of her. Mm-hmm. yeah and then she comes in like no you actually need this person like she mm-hmm. has more knowledge than any of you and she's smarter than any of you and she's better mm-hmm. than most of you yep and they finally realize it they are 11 year old boys it takes them a couple months to realize what they be need fair. Yeah, yeah it's kind of dumb yeah mm-hmm. a little they're, a little, they, they're exactly. a little confused but they got the spirit mm-hmm. i mean girls are still cooties to them at this point they're like, <sighs> it hey, is girl. at 11 <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that's True. fair and then, of course, I had to put movie Snape because Alan Rickman and yeah, just I love them. Mm-hmm. Scene, Dan, scenes, scenes, uh, wizard chess. I had to put that one like mm. that whole that whole sequence. Anytime there's a mm-hmm. giant chessboard that you actually get to be on, mm-hmm. it's just cool. I don't know what other movie I've seen that in, but I'm sure it exists in other movies. It's just I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. uh sorting hat scene that one's special yeah. mm-hmm. um anyone who's ever been to a college or a school or whatever you know trying to figure out where your your crew is you know mm-hmm. i think that that brings back a lot of stuff for me anyway yeah. and then um wandering about in the dark and discovering the mirror like oh, the yeah. invisibility cloak mm-hmm. love that i love the sneaking mm-hmm. through the halls at night when you're not supposed to be you know Good i forgot to mention about the mirror I i'm surprised nobody notes. else did Mm-hmm. Uh, well no in the book he doesn't so in the movie he just sees his parents in the book he sees his whole family tree oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, he sees yeah, his parents yeah. and then the family tree behind that. him like he sees his grandparents he sees all of it mm-hmm. right which was just like oh like my heart was wrenched so i mean his, thing, his parents already is wrenched but it's like oh oh that hurts mm-hmm. so sad mm-hmm. yeah um so i tried to pick something like that not i wanted to pick something i was hoping one of the scenes that i loved you guys didn't so we could all have different things because i i i love the sorting hat scene and i love all I of love it sammy's when yeah, she i just love all of the scenes this is a hard question but diagon alley like mm-hmm. in the movie and in the book i'm like that's that's when it starts for me mm-hmm. that's like walk so i equivalent di- walking into diagon alley mm-hmm as walking to Main Street of Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's like that type thing. of yeah. emotion for That's me. That's fair. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I can see it. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I almost said that. But then I was like, okay, when I was picturing like the movie and stuff, it was when they got to the Great Hall. Even just arriving, you know, That's seeing like magic. Hogwarts. That's seeing the castle. Yes. Mm. Like going into the Great Hall. That was when it really was like, this is Harry Potter. Like, right. oh my God. The boats. Mm-hmm. That scene is great too when they're going up and they see the castle. They see mm-hmm. the castle. Yeah. Again, it's, it's like so hard to pick. Magic Kingdom's castle. 
Yeah. I just, it's hard to pick. I'm just, I was like, I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. it's all of it. I don't know. I just love it's, so much of it. That's when those scenes really, I mean, it's not like it didn't come to life before, but it but, really came to life then. Like you hear yes. the musical buildup and you feel yes. like we are really in this world of magic. And I think that really adds to it with, like you said, the music, all of it just comes yeah. together perfectly and just, oh, it's so magical when the doors open. Oh my goodness. And the music. Mm-hmm. Insane, as yeah. always. Anyways, lines, quotes. This was also hard. I'm just gonna say. Yeah, yeah. I had to, you know. Anyway, uh, dry up, Dursley, you old prune. Haggard's mm-hmm. first line. Very funny. Great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Hermione, <laughs> how could I be so stupid? Anytime she uses that tone of voice in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Uh, Snape. And uh, I had to mention this, there were, you know, first of all, the fact that the way he enters the classroom of potions just immediately yep. done with everyone in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Burst mm-hmm. through the door. I already hate all of you. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I didn't say anything. Exactly. I don't care. Shut up. Oh, exactly. There'll be no foolish wand waving, no silly incantations in this class. Love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Already done with life. Um, Hagrid, uh, shouldn't have told you that. I should not have told you that. Never gets old. Never I love, gets old. Really. I love it. Never there gets old. old. Uh, and then the classic that we used in all the trailers and that we're all familiar with, mm-hmm. I'm going to bed before either of you do anything to get us more ki- get us killed or worse, expelled. She needs to sort out her priorities. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing is classic. That so entire great. thing. So good. Oh, mine. You guys put a lot of the ones that I love, but mm-hmm. um, my favorite movie quote is, what an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is not in the book. And I feel like we need to rewrite the book and add it because I it's feel a like great one. that <laughs> it's a great line. Yes. It's a great line when Harry takes off. What mm-hmm. an idiot. Cause mm-hmm. I think when I read it, I'm like, that's literally what I think about all the boys were in school with every time they open their mouths in class. Cause mm-hmm. I was in idiot classes. I was not in the honors classes with Sammy, which I, your boys probably were just as stupid. Yeah. They're still dumb. Yeah. Dumb dums mm-hmm. that we just all wanted to just throw out of the door. And yeah. every time they'd speak, I'd be like, what an Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So this is from the book, Harry, you're a wizard. But in the movie, that's not how he says it. Nope. You're a wizard, Harry. And I always forget that it's it's different in the mm-hmm. book. So mm-hmm. either way, it's a classic line. Always mm-hmm. frequently quoted. Love it. But I had just forgotten until I reread the book and then I was just like, Oh yeah, it's not little things. Yeah, just little twists. And then a classic, going to what Dan was saying, a classic Snape line. Well, almost a soliloquy. It's very long. It's only right after the line that I said. Uh-huh, exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> yes. And so, love it. So like, when Snape... Swishes his cloak around. Oh, it's mm. like the whole thing is so epic in the movie. Exactly. Yeah. And then when he says, I don't, ex- I don't expect you will really understand the beauty of the softly simmering cauldron with its shimmering fumes, the delicate power of liquids that creep through human veins bewitching the mind, ensnaring the senses. I can teach you to, how to bottle fame, brew glory, even stop her death. Epic. That's the book one. Epic. Mm, I know so I took good. it from the book. Yes. Yeah. He does, you know. He does the, it differently the in the I know the but, movie one by heart. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just love the entire thing, whether it's the book or the movie version. I'm like, this is great. And then this made me laugh because I was making my notes on my phone and I was copying it over. And it's kind of like what Dan was saying, like picturing it's more the movie part when he walks in and he's just such a presence. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Rickman is Snape. 
and I wrote down, oh my God, yes, Snape is an apple. Because I think my phone auto-corrected the word that I wrote, which was, was not apple. It was a different A word. <laughs> but my phone auto-corrected Animal. it to apple and it made me laugh. So I left it in my notes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Snape is an apple. Like, why are you calling him an apple? I what was A-word? not, but my Android? phone apparently auto-corrected my word. <laughs> too animal yeah and no it was a bit ruder animal word a little bit word a shorter word mm, it was uh Anatomy? ends in hole so ah, um, gotcha yeah <laughs> golf hole yeah <laughs> where are we getting this? anywho hole in the ground oh good lord oh my god anyways and then my last favorite line it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live remember that and I it just think that's line. those are words yeah. to live by that everybody just everyday life you can use. Yeah, um, that's Dumbledore. the other one I was picturing in uh, Alec Guinness's voice. Mm-hmm. That's a great, yeah, that would be an amazing line. Uh huh. Yeah. He would have like a little whisper to the end of it. I really mm-hmm. want Alec. I like. Can we? I... If only. <laughs> if only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness, that was a lot. I know, and this is Almost only the first hours. one. This is only the first one. We got, we got eight more or seven more. A lot, and they're only going to get longer. I know. These that's are the, the shortest problem. ones. Yeah. Oh dear lord. This is that gonna. Almost, that was a little I, less than a two-hour. Well, episode. we did, we did kind of do a lot of discussion about characters in general, though. So maybe we yeah. can kind we of move past So maybe we'll. The, yeah. Definitely, Holland probably not. Probably going to be like four episodes here at this point. It's two at the moment. Hmm. I'm just saying, they had to split the movies and the books. They had to split the movies up. I mean, God mm-hmm. knows we're going to split we these up. have to go into September. Who knows? Yeah. We shall see how this rolls as we continue yeah. on. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, anything else from Sorcerer's Stone? Philosopher's Stone. Philosopher's Stone. Whichever you prefer, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? It's good. All right. Good. Well, Pixie Dusters, I hope you enjoyed the first book versus movie episode of mm-hmm. our Harry Potter summer. Go check us out on uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, especially yep. TikTok and Instagram. Sammy's been doing some amazing videos uh, from the podcast itself so you can see our faces and what we're doing because mm-hmm. we tend to do faces and weird things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we will see you next week as we go into Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yep. Bye, Pixie Dusters. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast featuring Dan. The show is written and produced by Ashley and Sammy, except for those manifestos, which are all written by Dan himself. Intro and audio editing by Sammy, logo created by Ashley. The show is produced as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Make sure you check out all of our other shows and have a magical day.